When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. Um, so, obviously, we're going to be discussing Spurs in this episode, and there's quite a, f- a few uh, items on the agenda. Really, we'll have to talk about selection. We'll have to talk about the 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 way Everton were outclassed, outmuscled, sadly, and uh, certainly on the wrong end of the scoreline at White Hart Lane on what was their, their last appearance at uh, at Tottenham's ground. Um, there's a few other things that people on Twitter have asked us to talk about. Again, it fits into selection, really, but that will come, I'm sure, as we discuss the team. Um, uh, Ramiro Funes Mori's name was prominent afterwards, as was Gareth Barry's, pretty much from the moment his name appeared on the team sheet. But we'll come to that, I'm sure. Um, Gav, what we, you know, flashback to Sunday. <laughs> you, saw, yeah. uh, you saw the team news come in. What did you make of the, of the way Cumin? Firstly, of the 11 he picked and how he set them up. Um, I think 4-3-3 was, um, was I was okay with that. Um, I didn't really bat an eyelid of Barry being picked, to be honest with you. Um, you didn't? No. Okay. Um, I thought it might, might have worked, but as it pans out, that was wrong with that. Um, and Hold on, Gav, can you st- so that's how you admit when you're wrong with something, just for hindsight in future. That's what someone when they go, I said that, but in hindsight I was wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just putting out to I thought, I thought Dave was playing, I mean, I've said on the podcast before, Dave, Dave was playing further up the pitch is where I think he's better. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was proved wrong. It, it was obviously <laughs> not, the, not, not the game to, um, to, to pick Barry or maybe play Tom in a, in a sort of Sort of half defensive midfield, half forward midfield role. He got sort of caught, caught between the two, like Barkley did at Chelsea. Mm. Um, and so from the, the setup, um, I thought was um, was okay. But in that respect, I, th- I thought maybe three at the back might have been the um, the, the way to go. Yeah. I'm just wondering whether Ronald had Chelsea on his mind there, and he didn't go with three at the back for that reason, but. I, I, I didn't bat an eyelid, but uh, I was uh, I was pretty wrong before. So I suspect, you know, I'll let you speak for yourself, but I suspect there was a couple of names on the team sheet that instantly jumped out at you, or certainly one from the start, I'd guess. Gareth Barry. That's what I was guessing. Yeah, you're right. I just... If it's, he shouldn't be starting for Everton no more. I think the days of him... And in any game. In any, it, if there's injuries and suspensions, yeah, fine. But when you've got Morgan Schneider, just a guy... Tom Davis plays of, of this ill and now Gareth Barry yeah, his experience is invaluable and everything else in the squad but starting a Premier League game against one of the big boys I can't see where Ronald Koeman's coming from here now you I, I just look, he slows the game down so much yeah he, you may need his experience in different games but the way Ronald Koeman sets his team out the way he wants Everton to play and press Gareth Barry cannot do that it didn't make sense Maybe he'll get away with it against Swansea at home or Hull at home, 
but Tottenham away from home when you need to press these teams. Now, Ronald Koeman, this, this is Southampton team went to Tottenham last year away from home and battered them. We're pressing, pressing, and pressing from the start to finish. And he just went against the grain of what everybody's done this season. And I was so disappointed in starting him for a kickoff and the way he set out his Everton team to just stop Tottenham. He, he weren't emphasising his way of wanting Everton to win the game. He was more interested in stopping Tottenham. And it was disappointing for me. It was the first fault I could see from one of Ronald Koeman's teams this season. How would you have, um, you know, again, hindsight and all that, but how would you set them up to do more than just stop Tottenham and they didn't stop them anyway you have an outlet yourself we didn't have an outlet would you have played Luckman from the start Luckman or even Kevin Morales which I'm not his biggest fan but have a go when Morales comes on gives a ball to to Ram and next to him with on goal yet he slipped but I just thought he was just when you're playing four midfielders of that ilk Schneider and just a guy Tom Davis got a body none of them are going to venture forward as much so you've got four like for like players so you're basically stopping your team. Where was the attacking threat? Ross Barkley and Lukaku. Lukaku was so isolated. It, it, I can't even emphasise enough how much that lad was just starved, starved of any kind of success there. I was just so frustrating to watch. So what? Obviously, you can't speak for Cumin, but trying to get into his head, why do you think he did go for Gareth Barry? I think if it's a toss-up between Gareth Barry and James McCarthy, yeah, James, he's got um, he's got more legs, he's got more energy. But I think he thought, well, I'm playing Guy, I'm playing Schneidel, I'm playing Tom. There's the energy. I need somebody in there who can put his foot on the ball and allow us to keep it. It's all about slowing the game down. That probably would have been helpful if somebody could have slowed the game, slowed the game down for Everton <laughs> and allowed them some, you know, an actual period of possession because they kept giving it away. I think that was the theory. Look. He tried it, it didn't work, did it? Uh, you know, it, it just didn't work. But equally, I understand, you know, what Tony's saying about he wanted Everton to be a bit more adventurous, and I, I, I get that. But equally, you could have, Koeman could have had them playing all out attacking football. The, the, the bottom line of that game was they weren't strong enough, weren't quick enough, weren't powerful enough, out muscled, bullied. So that's just basics. However you, however you line up, whatever your formation is, however you, you, your philosophy is in that game, you can't do those things. You go, you're going to go nowhere. And you know, not overreacting here. We're not saying, oh God, what's happened? We've, we've, you know, we've crumbled. It was just an example of what top four teams are like and the standard they operate at and where Everton are. Yeah, Everton were kind of the build-up was all. Um the game commentary I'm sure anyone who had the uh, misfortune to listen to it was all you'd have thought Everton were making up the numbers from the offset but the build up certainly was kind of Everton and Tottenham were almost on level pegging a lot of people were saying you know Lukaku and Kane and then the Blues are, are turning into the type of team that Pochettino's got Tottenham and I just felt Gav it really did underline the results and the performance that there's all a long long way to go two years maybe is what Koeman sort that's of that's what he said yeah um yeah, I agree. I agree what you're both saying there, but only if everybody played, had come to the game and played well and put in the shift in on Sunday. You think and if I, they'd I, all I, done that, we'd have matched them? Well, well yeah, not, necessarily, them. not necessarily matched them, but you could have come away there. A bit like at Man City, you know, when we do one all at Man City, yeah. say, where you couldn't argue that on that day, every Everton player put a shift in. You know, uh, to me, I mean, I'm uncomfortable with a couple of scapegoats that have been selected you know the usual names I thought apart from Ross 
I'm probably wrong for the Tony the reasons Tony said. I thought all our players were poor. I thought the back four was poor, both four backs. Uh, all were culpable in all three goals. Um, you know, individual errors and or not doing the right thing. Um, and for that reason alone, uh, I think we would actually be in quite lenient on, on Everton by saying oh, it just shows you what you need to be in the difference between the top two or three and, and Evan they were seventh I think I think there was I think that's being lenient I think uh, it was a poor performance and I, think, I don't think any player off the, who went off left the pitch on Sunday um, apart from as I say maybe one or two could say they did themselves justice uh, and that was the disappointing thing for me yeah I mean and supposed to say this yet again big build up going to a big club chance to show what we're made of a little bit and not for the first time in the last ten or fifteen years we've failed to do ourselves justice on the uh, on the big day. Why, uh, why do we do that, Gav? Every time we play a big team away from home. Well, I mean, fundamentally, I mean, they are better. Aren't they? Okay, they are better, but but well, not well, to no, well, no. So the next yeah. time, this is the same Everton team that threw at Tottenham on the opening day, threw at Manchester United, beating Arsenal and battered Manchester City. Right, so okay. why can't they do that? So that's aim. So they are good enough to do it. It's a good question. I mean, but away from home is slightly different. I mean, we've had the problem for the away from home for years. Where yeah, we just yeah. don't appear to be able to take the game to the opposition, whoever it is. Mm. You know, even like we've seen Middlesbrough Stoke this year, teams mm. that were probably better than there. And I think, I mean, Michael Ball spoke about mindset, didn't you think? Uh, it was interesting that, wasn't it? Was, you know, yeah. he was saying about maybe it's the, you know, the too nice, maybe not aggressive enough. And I think there's that element to it. Um, and you know, it, it, as you say, there's a, there's a big differential, isn't it, between those performances you spoke about and yeah. the away, away performances? Maybe it's the way the team set up. Um, but it's just yes, again, I was really looking forward to somebody thinking a chance to show where we are, yeah, and, yeah. and I'd come away. I wouldn't mind getting beat three two if we'd have yeah. really given it a go. Yeah. But we got beat three two. Got beat three two and four nil would have been mm. would have been a, a, a not unreasonable score. I think that's a good point, Gav. What you said there about. Maybe we're all a bit too, myself included, um, ready to accept. Because in a sense, it, it does make sense what Kuman said. You know, they are two years ahead in the development under the manager who wants them to play a similar way. But maybe by just instantly swallowing that mitigation and saying, OK, then, that's fine. We c- it's almost like saying, well, we can never compete with Tottenham White Hart Lane until two years. And maybe really that gives a pass to talented players who are there on Sunday who didn't perform maybe you're right in, in that what I would say though to, is, is Gav said he told he's uncomfortable with scapegoats which I completely understand I tweeted um, on Sunday I felt that Ramiro Funes Mori's performance had been particularly poor and a lot of people made reply to me making a good point that yeah they agreed but by, by virtue of singling him out I was almost giving Ashley Williams a pass and a lot of people said he was as bad what, what do you think he wasn't, he wasn't as bad as Funes no, go on Phil so I actually, I actually don't think Williams was that bad, to be honest. I think he's up. I think you've also got to look at Williams's performance and Baines's performance, and yeah, they both have played significantly better. But they're playing either side of Funes Mori, <laughs> and I think that has to be factored in. And again, you know, he, he wasn't the only one that didn't play very well on Sunday. Absolutely not. But he's been like that for a few weeks, mm. and it must be unsettling. And, and you know. If you're Leighton Baines and you're thinking, right, really, we're lopsided attacking. In the second half, it all came down the right-hand side through through Seamus and, and him, his overlapping runs. 
Baines is probably goes out with the instruction although his game is changing as he matures he goes out with the instruction that yeah you've got to get forward let's let's join in the attack let's overlap on Ross and what have you you're also probably thinking mm, if I leave a huge gap behind me can I trust Funes Murray to do the job and clean up I think I think you know I, I think he'd he probably tell you no so he's caught in two minds and then you sit back and you invite the pressure and then I look you know imagine playing to get long sides and film <sighs> So you can sort of sympathise with Williams. That's what I mean. That's he'd what be I'm an saying. absolute nightmare to that's, play alongside. That's exactly what I'm saying. How many got... times have we sat there at Goodison and next minute Williams is centre half and Funes Murray's up the pitch? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. And going, you where, 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 where are you playing, lad? Yeah. Tell me. I've never been a fan of him. And I says it when the first five or six games, you can see, see straight away. He's an accident waiting to happen. I think what well, I think if you look what what does Funes do well? I think he attacks the ball really positively. I think he's dynamic in the air, and I think. He offers us a balance at the minute because he's a natural left footer. So he, he can do things well. I don't think he's been... You know, there was definitely elements last season. There's been parts this season that have been encouraged by his performance. I think his aggression is something that we lacked. But unfortunately, as you point out, and we all see week after week, his distribution isn't good enough. So if your distribution isn't good enough, don't try the passes. Yet teams have worked Everett now and are just shifting, yeah. oh, are just yeah, shifting yeah. the ball across. They're saying, right, yeah, you, you, you know, we'll shift you. You have all the space on the left hand side you want because you're not going to do it. Anyway, yeah. He's only getting a game and because he's yeah. taller and more quicker than Phil Jagielka. Maybe. And also, Funes has got this horrible habit of, as you mentioned, just going off. Just going off on these yeah. mad runs yeah. and, and trying to win the ball on the opposition side of the halfway line. We might have, may have been attacking, we may have a corner or whatever. Ball comes out and it's, a, it's probably like a, a 60 40 against him. And he thinks, I'm going to go and win this. And he gets done. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been a couple of games this season when I think he's been fortunate to get away with it. I, I just, I know what you're saying, and I, I agree the sense of what you're saying about Funes Mori, but I'd like to talk about the, the two players you spoke about there. The first was Williams. I know what you're saying about maybe his covering for others, but um, it frustrates me on, on, on Sunday. He's an international class defender who won't go behind four minutes from end of time. And he gives a foul, stupid foul away, mm. dead to our box. Yeah, he doesn't, he, he just, yeah. just keep the ball alive. And they go and score. And I'm thinking, you know, we should just keep the ball alive there. Yeah. And then what is it? We then score against, make it 3 2, yeah. with about a minute left on the clock. Guess what he does? He does exactly the same thing again. And that's an international class defender. And I, I personally expect better than, mm. than that from him. And also, as well, for the, the second goal where he had his back turned. Too fair, you weren't expecting that. Yeah, no, I'm I, I not having that one. Looking, I think he should be. I, for me, I think he should be looking around there. I leave. Well, was back? He was facing. Yeah. Robles had the ball. Well, yeah, but you I can't be expecting it. It's a centre half to turn round to his goalie when he's about to. Should be kicking up the pitch. I think. I think I'd, look, I'd have a bit more wealth all about me. That's what. That's what I'd say. And also as well for the the, the third goal, where Baines was, it was clearly he, he was just looking the other way. If that had been Funes Mori. Who, who looked away from the play and allowed Dali Ali to go stay? What would people be saying? Did he not go stay in between Schneidlin and Baines? Have I got that, did I get that wrong? Schneidlin it was, wasn't it? I thought it was. I yeah, but Baines, Baines he was like, I, I look, when I looked at it again, Lane's look, looking away from the, the play, isn't he? For the third goal. Lane's looking away from not just Mori. Sorry, right? Yeah, 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 so it's not just yeah. Mori. I thought collectively the back four, and include Seamus in that, were all, all, all 
sort of way below par and, and that's the frustrating thing for me about the being scapegoats um, because I thought collectively it was a poor performance but these two players don't have you I know the run that we've been on at the moment there's still been questions about Funes Mori so it's not a scapegoat it's been going on for so long we've just been getting away well, with it and I'm not saying scapegoat for, I'm just saying on Sunday there were yeah. sort of players apart from Funes Mori that were culpable during the game I, yeah, would, de- yeah. I, would, definitely, I, I would definitely agree in Gareth Barry's case um, and obviously cards on the table everybody knows that I've, I've been a massive fan of Gareth I don't think he was any worse than Guy Oshnidlin mm-hmm. I, and I said that on Sunday I honestly do not think he was any worse than worse on the bo- so you're no worse generally I honestly do not think he was worse than those two and I think it was noticeable how far Schneidlin dropped from the levels of the previous four, five, six weeks that he played like that and it was so obvious he was off off it on Sunday yeah. did that help with being next to Gareth Barry? nah yeah, I'm expecting more from Schneidlin regardless of who's next yeah. to him I thought I thought he was I thought he was poor on, on, on Sunday I can only add to what I've said about the other players it was just let's face it Spurs didn't do anything what you would expect Spurs to do on Sunday it's not as if they came what you wouldn't expect yeah 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 yeah, you know they play high press they've they've over and Man City and Chelsea at White Hart Lane and dare I say the better better team than us so they didn't do anything that you saw the way they played they thought so actually that was a surprise it's just what you expected to do and the fact that we didn't as you say to start compete etc combined with poor Performances whilst on the ball and concentration wise, it was just a you know, just surprising that didn't get beat. Spurs aside, I summed up in the piece was Spurs aside, it will go chasing after the ball. Everton on Sunday were waiting, it's waiting for it to come to them, and that's the difference. Do you think, no, that you wrote to me, Phil, and you feel saying there's a the golfing class told? Do you think there's a massive golfing class than what you tried to make out? Do you think it's a Bigger because I, I I disagree. I don't think it's it's that. that no, big. I I do think it's quite big. Certainly in key areas. I think on the day Everton's midfield is strong. It's clearly a strong a strong area. Look at Spurs two centre halves. We've just we've just criticised Everton's two centre halves. Yeah. Look at Spurs two centre halves. To forget Vertonghen and tripping up. They're two, two world class defenders and, and the goalkeeper as well. Yeah, and look what they've got going forward. Yeah. Ali Kane Eriksson in between the lines. I know Janssen hasn't hit the heights, but he's coming off the bench. He's a Fifteen million pound play. He was going for fun in Holland. I think that there's just key areas where Everton are just lighter than Spurs, and that creates certainly on Sunday that created the so gulf. But if you do, sorry, sorry, sorry yeah. Tom, if you do the old chestnuts of you know, yeah, the two it. teams, yeah, you yeah. get in. You know, you, you talk. It's only because Tottenham are above us in the league. You're saying that. Well, no, well, hang on. No, yeah. before this game, they were just nine points above us. We're going on. How many of our players were right, right, No, team. because they're above us, that just makes sense. No, yeah. no, no. I'm they, asking you. Tottenham. Hang on. Tottenham last season finished about 27 points above Everton. Cumin's been there six months. Pochettino's been there three years. That gulf's been massively closed since. Yeah. What are the above us now? It's 12 now, but it was nine going into that. Well, it's 12. It's 12, yeah. yeah. So Everton have closed the gap enormously yeah. in the space of six un- months. Un- undoubtedly. So they're not massively better than us, are they? Twelve points. Well, the whole point of the piece was I was writing about that game, and if you'd have said to a neutral who didn't didn't know where the two teams were in the league, if you said there was only nine points between these two teams as to kick off, and then you watch the game, go, crikey, is there? Well, Dan, that was the frustrating thing for me is that we didn't play like a seven place team. Exactly. We played like a twelve or thirteen place team. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say. Everton been. didn't play the way they have been playing, and they didn't do themselves just to scab. If they would have done. You would have given Tottenham a better game, but, but and then you would have been arguing to say, "Hang on, there's not that much of a gap between us." Is the, it just didn't justify the way they've and, been and playing. I think that's what that's the frustrating thing is that there isn't. But we, we made that gap bigger 
where actually if we'd have really competed and stuff like that we might have yeah. might have been in for the chance but then does that not go back to big game better teams turn up not necessarily Tottenham got backside smattered out for last week fair point and he turns up fair point well, well, he's everywhere I mean they have the same problem as us against the big team yeah. so hang on did you see with Sunderland the other, the other day 0-0 yeah. so, that's not a big game though is it yeah. <laughs> but, yeah but I think to be fair what you would say so and you, you are right is that we can't let Sunday's result get in the way in the progress that's been made it was the first defeat of what 10 okay. Premier League yeah, games yeah. Um, I think the one, the one other thing I'd, I'd take from it from Sunday is that you've got to play back three if you don't have to and there's and Williams in the team haven't you you can't yeah. you can't play against the good teams against the good teams yeah, yeah. 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 do you think there's a justification for Mason Aldate to come in for him then Phil because a lot of the lads who I've spoke to are saying, oh, why is Funes Mori playing? Well, Mason Allgate, this lad who's running rave over, so why isn't he starting as him? Ed Mori? Yeah. Well, as I said before, it's balance, isn't it? So yeah, is, uh, is Allgate only getting a game if it's third to back? Yeah, he's not, he's not replacing Seamus, is he, at the minute, at right back? So wouldn't he play centre-half? No, because who would you play left-side centre-half? So wouldn't you switch Ashley Williams now? Well, no, because he's, he, he's not a left footer, is he? And that's what I said. I don't, I'm not saying it's, it should be the only reason or a big reason he's sticking in the team, but the lack of options Ronald has and clearly clearly his, his belief that Jags isn't up to standard at the minute for whatever reason, he obviously favours the natural balance that Funes gives us. And, and I think, sorry, no, I, sorry I, th- I, think, I think I don't think Holgate's strong enough to play as a two and that you know, as no, a, a sense defence player, I think he's better bit on the on the outside, and and so you'd say that Fernandez, Murray, Williams, Holgate are better in the back three than as individuals as what they are in, mm. in the two. So therefore, why don't we play back three? Yeah, I I think you're right. I think Kuman made a very interesting comment during the transfer window in January when he said sometimes the players we want simply aren't available. I think they had several discussions with Burnley about yeah. signing Michael Keane. And Burnley have said to them, you know, he may be allowed to leave in the summer, we're not selling in January. So they've looked at it and gone, how much do we want him? Really? Real? Let's wait. Funes Mori, for the time being, is good enough to be a stopgap. That's debatable, but maybe they thought, well, why go out and spend a lot of money on another centre-back when we know who our man is and we'll wait until the summer? Yeah. And unfortunately, we're going to have to put up in the meantime because there's no alternative. They didn't go and do, maybe bring in a, a loan signing from another... Because Freedom Money has, as we said at the top of the podcast, got strings to his bow. There are positives sometimes about the way he displays. But for me, his faults, which which was kind of what I said in that tweet, his faults yeah. outnumber the positives for um, Yeah, and to be fair, I don't like to post any sort of blame to the previous manager, but, you know, we said last year... <laughs> he signed him. That, no, no. <laughs> was the management of the central defence by Martinez was not the best last year, that he allowed players to go and didn't place him a centre-half. So, Koeman really inherited a little bit of a mess yeah. at the central defence, which, as you say, say is going to take 12 months. Yeah. And I, actually think, I actually think Williams has improved Everton's defence in the, in the defensive yeah, sense agree. of the word. So... You know. but, but, but in terms of collectively as a squad of central yeah, defenders having three or four yeah. I wonder what it would be like when hopefully Everton are able to, I'm sure there'll be competition it's that by no means done hopefully get Michael Keane maybe we'll see the best out of Ashley Williams against a proper defender with him I thought he played well alongside Jackie Elke mm. uh, there was a formation of a partnership there although yeah. Jags is a lack of pace sudden overnight sort of decline in pace kind of all of a sudden you, were, you thought well, neither of them are quick enough and that's why Mori came in 
but now you, you've seen the long-term effect of Moddy being in the team and it's kind of maybe undermined Williams as well I don't yeah, know I agree a positive, positive note from Sunday Ross Barton yeah, <laughs> if he was one yeah. um, man of the match well in an Everton shirt by a country mile was Ross Barkley for me I thought he was brilliant and one thing that's been accused of him in the past is not taking games by the scruff of the neck, neck taking responsibility and I thought you've seen him at times he was up the pitch he was down the pitch he was on the wings and even when we were getting beat 3-1 late on he was coming back and taking actually off the goalkeeper and trying to push Everton forward and I just think he was brilliant and justifies how good he's been at the moment I thought he was, he was really really good um, I thought he was okay I thought he I mean, was I thought he I thought it was brilliant. I mean, I think, he was, I think he was very good. I don't yeah. think he was like sensational, but he was clearly Evans' best yeah. player. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and he, he maybe like said to everybody else, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> he clearly was the best player. There was some interesting comments made by Jermaine Jennings about Barkley, wasn't it, Jordan? Mm. Oh, what did he say? Yeah. Um, Basically, Cumin's been bad for him, effectively. Yeah, and he's, but he did say something that I think he said something about him keeping hold of the ball too long, or maybe not. Not not using the ball right. Well, if the thing is, if you take Sunday's game as yeah. an example, Ross probably thinking, I've got to have to, I've got to, have to keep all this ball because if I pass it to one of these, yeah, yeah, yeah they're going to lose but it. What's yeah, when you think about when Ross got that ball, if he's playing in front of that before the midfielders behind him, when Ross gets the ball, he's looking up and he's got Lukaku ahead of him and two of the best centre halves in the league. Yeah. yeah. So where does he go? Where yeah. do you want me to go what, back again? No wonder we're losing what, it. What I what I took from Ross's performance was. Yeah, as you kind of alluded to, Tony, there was a sense of maturity about it. He kind of the only one that, for me, yeah. that was stood stood up to Spurs. Yeah, and was I don't think he was shrugged off the ball, no. lost many fifty fifties, and that thing. That was what I took as really impressive. It's January again, though, isn't it? They didn't sign the second striker slash number ten who could come in and really provide a proper link between Ross and Lukaku. But as so you we said, suffered because sorry, of that. but as you said, though, it, it's. With this number ten, the, the creator spot. If it's not there to sign, you may have to wait. That's what I mean. Summer. That's what yeah. I mean. But, but you could tell we lacked, yeah, particularly we, yeah. in those two yeah, areas. But that, but that, going back to what you're saying, do you want your number ten coming back and getting the ball off the keeper? Not really. Maybe, maybe he has to. It goes back to formation there, doesn't it? But he has to because there's not an ahead of him. I would argue that 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 incident main really sort of took place in the last yeah. throws of the game when you know Evan were just trying to throw everything at yeah, them. Yeah, I think what it goes back to though. And I agree what you're saying about Barkley is, is, is it goes back to the formation. If you play four three three, he's one of the three up front. You want him sort of near at the front by the car, you know, mm. not coming back into midfield and effectively playing but like if, a you, like yeah, a, a yeah. central midfielder because that, that's what happened effectively. So wasn't it? Yeah. That's why you're saying Lukaku had no say. I felt sorry for him. He was, was He was starved, and he he basically got that goal on justification of. For Tongan slipping, that that's all it was. He slipped and he was on his weaker sides and he put it in, put Everton back in it. But, but what was your take on throwing Enna Valencia on? Yeah, he scored, but no Adam or Luchman. Good, yeah. I mean, I thought, when when did we make our earliest substitution? It was a 60, mm, 65 just, yeah, minutes. Yeah, the hour, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, McCarthy and Morales. Maybe yeah. it'd been just only the substitution. Maybe yeah. should have been made earlier. I mean, I think Valencia, I, I thought Valencia did well against Sunderland when he came on, to be honest with you. And I think if you're going to play him, that's to play him. Like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable coming on the last 10 minutes in games. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's got a bit of pace about yeah. him, he caused a little bit of disruption. Well, I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but I put my tin hat on this morning because I wrote a piece in today's paper basically debating whether it is a straightforward decision at the end of the season by Bayern. And I'm saying, well, I think he's given food for thought to Ronald. 
albeit with the significant caveat that West Ham are going to have to oh, they have to shave, <laughs> shave a lot of money off that asking price. Tony, what would you say? Because I, I agree with Gav. I think that when he comes off the bench, he's direct, he's quick, he, he, he unsettles defences at that, pit, that point in games. And I think as a squad player, at the right price, yeah. I think you could do worse. He's a good squad player to have. Starting games, no. Yeah. But I think we're going to more than likely see Everton in Europe next season, aren't we? Just a far away Man United win the... He'd, he'd love a run out of Krasnodar. <laughs> exactly, so you're going to need these players, aren't you? So, yeah, I think he's a good squad player to have, but you wouldn't mind another on a season-long loan if West Ham were off <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean we, would we would we agree that it's still they still assuming we keep wrong and you know hopefully we will and obviously we're expecting him to sign his new contract this week and to be announced. Still need another striker, don't we? That would start or certainly put him under pressure. Is that, is that what you? I like think to he see? needs a pacey, proper pacey goal poacher. Right. Whoever they are, I don't know, but. Like that Gabbiadini for um, Southampton. That's the one. Looks like the one that's got away, isn't it? Yeah, it's an absolute goal poaching. He would have suited the time to the ground when you're looking at it now, isn't it? It's a shame. Yeah, not well, Terry Deeds. Yeah, I mean, that's what's from this time next year. I mean, it's goal scoring that record this season before Christmas was Patsy, wasn't he? I know he's one of the players we links with. Yeah, I mean, I think it's obviously an eight. This is the thing about Sunday, isn't it? Really, the one thing I took is, and it's an age-old thing, isn't it? When you play against the best teams or the teams, they always find out your weaknesses, don't they? They always play on your weaknesses mm. with the team. And what, what we've been talking about today is stuff that we know about really. Yeah. Not, nothing, yeah, nothing's no, happened not today. New. Not new. actually about our weak spots that we've not debated at some point this season, which is, which is a good thing because we know that there are areas that need to be mm. targeted. Um, but going back to your point, yeah, I do, but we, we need... And you know a number of players, don't we? Not yeah. just off front and midfield and central defence, possibly a goalkeeper. And you know, with all due respect to Leighton, you know, I, I do think we need to look at our options at left back as well. Both full back, yeah, more left than right back. Yeah, in, in, back from Sunsy, Phil. Yeah. What do you think? I know you're learning a lot from Izzy more than a Vitsy. What do you think Ronald Koeman will have learned more than anything from that defeat on Sunday? Good question. I think I don't know I, I, the thing I learned the most perhaps was that you know something that Michael Ball was alluding to there was a sense of being too easily overawed the, the character which has definitely improved in this squad and absolutely mm-hmm. I totally you know Koeman has, has made some serious progress for, for, for me it was too easy the way in which we, we lost the battle I thought we'd come on leaps and bounds in that respect and Spurs showed me that actually it's a, there's still another level to go up to. Now, I know physically a lot of Spurs players are more imposing than some Evans players, but I just was disappointed that we've, with Morgan and, and, and the way that we know Idrissa can play, and it, it just disappointed me that we weren't more. There wasn't more sort of uh, there wasn't a, a stubborn streak about us. We but were just too easy. Once once the first cracks appeared, it was just too easy. But will we see Gav then players who Everton sign in the summer will be big game players more than players to see us through a season? Once so what my Rooney again? I don't want to harp on, but um, this is one of the I, I, this I'm, is one of the things that will bring us onto it. We we, we have got yeah. a mentality block when we go to Anfield, Old Trafford, White Hart Lane, the Emirates. We don't win there. Now, if you're signing players with big game mentalities, now, just a ma- the ability may come secondary. The mentality of seeing a big game out, 
yeah. and raising your game yeah, I, in an arena like that will come to yeah. the fore. I think Steve Walsh alluded to it last weekend in his interview. He said, listen, we need the attitudes I look for in a player first and foremost. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, I don't think we, we failed to win at Old Trafford and the Emirates and whatever because we lack a winner mentality. Just that we're not good, not good enough and haven't been for a while. If you have a look at like big clubs, how often they went away from home at those grounds. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, you yeah, know, they, they have a, okay, they've got a winning mentality, but it's not as if, like, you know, Man United go to Stamford Bridge every year and turn Chelsea over or Arsenal over. Do you know, the, 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 you know, and we, we don't, and I don't, I don't, you know, don't want to be awkward on that, but it, 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 the fact is, is that not many teams go there and do win full yeah, stop. That, that's the first yeah, thing. Yeah, but you get draws, you see games out, well, we, we, you have yeah. that mentality well, to the, get a throw in the last minute and kill a bit of time. We showed that mentality perfectly at Man City, didn't we? Mm. Which was, yeah. we, we, played, we played really well and we stayed in the game and, and all the ca- character that was a bit lacking on Sunday was actually there at City, mm. wasn't it? Mm. You know, you could tell that was we, we really ground out a result. Um, but going back to your point about winning mentality, yeah, it just shows you that we... I, I, well, it's not winning mentality. I think it's just having better players. Okay, I agree, you, I agree you, with that. You've you got, got to have better men- players. Men- You've got, got to have that big game because what, what, why, why didn't we show what we've been doing on Sunday? That's a mentality thing for yeah, me. For it me, is a mentality. For me, I, it was, I don't know if you two agree, but for me, five or ten minutes into the game, and yeah, we were fairly organised at that yeah. point, but I never, I never was never convinced and I never sensed that a real self-belief I never had that look. I never had that look of a team that's gone. We're getting something here today. Yeah, it, it felt like it was just we're just holding back the tide for as long as we can, a little bit, and that was that was a little bit kind of against the grain of what we've been like. Do you think all no. humans thought, listen, see it out twenty minutes, quiet the crowd, yeah, get it to nil nil, yeah, and yeah, then maybe really. impose ourselves. Pro- probably next minute, Kane scores that yeah, well. No, I changes. Yeah. That's, that's that's fair <laughs> tactics, isn't it? Yeah. That, you know, you, if he if he had if he had briefed that before the game, it was more yeah. fair. But having said that, there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you know I speak about about definitely about our away form full stop mm. for, for a number of years. Mm. You know, go back to the previous two or three managers that we don't tend to score a lot of goals or. Play with a great deal of flair away from home, even though at home we yeah. were capable of doing that. Yeah. We do tend to be, let's just like sort of the last hour for 20 or 30 minutes, have, have a look and then just try and try and get into the game. And, yeah. and, and I, I think that's a that's a problem for us that we don't tend to do ourselves justice on away grounds, especially against some of the teams we should, we should be beating. I think that's the most disappointing thing about it. Everton, you're looking forward to Sunday and you're thinking to yourself, why couldn't we just? Justify our performance the way we've been playing. We didn't lay a glove on them, did we? We just didn't. The way we battered Manchester City and battered Arsenal, you think, why couldn't we do that? But then they're going down. I mean, I, I, I don't know what it looked like on the TV, but the pitch f- from my position it felt small. Now, I don't know yeah. if they have got a small pitch or whether it's just that the fact that the ground is quite close to the lines and, yeah. or it's the fact that they've got. 11 six foot three lads playing against yeah. but it looked it just looked really <laughs> tiny I just thought that is a nightmare to play against they have to have a camera yeah. angle funny camera angle at, at uh, 
fight out there rugby. But I think to be fair, Spurs don't play. I mean, they don't go on again tactic, but but they don't play with a lot of with duty Spurs. I mean, the, the yeah. two full backs are bomb off. But That's what Ronald front, said afterwards, and he was happy to let them yeah, play wide. Yeah, yeah, they don't play with a lot of width, so that that that's where I felt three could have played three at the back mm. on, on 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 Sunday for that reason because you know that they're not going to play with width up front. Their width comes from the full backs. Yeah, and if you play Bades and Coleman. In, in the midfield, you can get you get them covering the uh, the two fullbacks mm. at the bottom forwards, and I thought that that's and, and that's what we did against Spurs the opening day. Didn't we play three at the back against yeah, Spurs the opening yeah. day? And we yeah. sort of nullified them a little bit. And um, I, I know what you're saying. So like away from home and home's different, but I, I, that's why I thought in retrospect three at the back might have been the way to go on on Sunday. But as I say, I think maybe had Chelsea in the uh, the back of his mind, <laughs> uh, uh, perhaps, but. It, it's an interesting thing, and, and have you answered the question? What did Ronald learn from that? <laughs> 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 I think hopefully he's learned a lot. I think two things he learned is one is he didn't learn anything new. That didn't know what I did about the team, yeah. Yeah. and two maybe he did learn that thing. What you're saying about personality and mm. mentality, maybe he, he maybe got something off that. Are the Swedes to stand really now on the summer go? Um, no, oh. but I could see why people would say. Bring a winner mentality for a couple couple of years, make it how would make it where I personally wouldn't, because I think you get people, better players with winning mentalities for maybe similar fee, similar cash fees, including wages and all that. But I can see why. Well, we've uh, thoroughly dissected and pit- <laughs> sifted through the wreckage of White Hart Lane there, haven't we? We'll uh, we'll reconvene again later in the week to discuss what is promising to be a really big game, you know. And, 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 Whereas, you know, Ronald may sort of urge caution and say that the, a trip to Spurs won't define Everton's season, but certainly in their quest for top seven and, and hopefully uh, a route through the back door into the Europa League, West Brom at home doesn't come any bigger. So we will meet again later in the week to discuss the Baggies' visit to Goodison at the weekend. Thank you very much for listening and uh, stay with the Echo Online for all the best news, views and analysis.